I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to another episode of Scam Squad. What do you have for us today, Vicki? Hi, Patty. Well, we have a guest today, and his name is Christopher. And Christopher lives in a senior housing complex. And he was standing in his carport the other day and saw something that looked a little bit suspicious. So he did some investigating. And then he called me to tell me what he had observed, and I thought it was important that we have Christopher come on the show and talk about this, because it could very well be a car wash scam. So welcome, Christopher. Thank you for agreeing to come on Scam Squad. And please, go ahead and tell us what you saw when you were in your carport. I was standing in my carport, and a van pulled up, and they had, had asked me about a certain tenant, particularly a senior tenant. I knew this tenant, and these fellas said that they were here to wash and detail her car. I called my neighbor, and the lady who's in her 80s said that, that she didn't know what was going on at all. She says, I'd never called anybody. And she's with her full mental capabilities. She's not senile. She's not anything like that. And so I told these guys, I go, well, this lady says that you did not call her. It uh, looked like they were um, playing with like a, a dashboard computer. What were they driving? It was a white van. It had all kinds of different ads on the front. Well, the name of the company on the van was Flores, F-L-O-R-E-S, Flores Mobile Car Wash. So at this point, they went back on their little computer that was on the dashboard and they parked the van, came out, and they went to a different apartment. This uh, elderly lady came to the door, and two guys, they said, we're here to detail your car. And the lady said, well, what are you talking about? Well, it's going to be this amount of money, and uh, you can use your credit card, you can use blah, you can use a debit card, da-da-da-da-da. The high-pressure sales scam was immediate and intimidating. And the only reason this other elderly lady did not do it is because she actually didn't have the money. And so these two fellas left in a huff. But while this was happening, I might have poked my head in their van. <laughs> I, saw, I saw on their dashboard, what they had was a list of all the elderly tenants in that neighborhood starting about the age of 65. And it had their addresses on it and little red stars next to certain ones. And then they came back it was in such a quick succession that they were gone. I literally had no time to get their driver's license plate. But Mr. God intervened <laughs> <laughs> or something happened and they, one of them dropped a business card. And so I picked that up and put it in my pocket. So anyway, there you are. That's the gist of the story. Well, I have a couple of questions, Christopher. You said that they were somewhat aggressive with the second neighbor that they approached. What exactly were they doing or saying, if you recall? They were very adamant that this was a do-or-die situation, that, that, oh, you know, if you don't get your car done, oh, it's going to be this, it's gonna, you're going to have car trouble, you're going to have blah, and it was really ridiculous. But this poor lady, I could tell she was scared. 
During this whole time, I stood away and invisible just in case they were to do something crazy, like go in her apartment or something. But they didn't do that, so I listened to the whole conversation, and they were very much not taking no for an answer. And finally, this poor lady got very emotional and said, I'm sorry, I just don't have the money. I didn't call you, da-da-da-da-da. And so they finally did leave. When you poked your head in the window and saw this computer on the dashboard, what kinds of information did it have on it? The names of people who were over 65, it had their addresses underneath their names. They had a name, an address, and the age. So they actually had the age of these folks on their computer? That's right. It was very fine-tuned. They had their victim list. (laughs) It was very specific. You can tell these two guys were very well-trained to intimidate these people. So that was very obvious. Well, you know, this feels like sort of another take on the old scam where they come to your house, knock on your door and say, hey, we've been doing some work down the street, repairing a neighbor's roof or whatever, or repairing a driveway. We happen to have some materials left over. You look like you need work done on your house. How about we give you a really good price? And they pressure a person into getting work done, which is usually subpar if the work even gets done. So this sounds like kind of a take on that old door-to-door scam, but this one sounds very calculated because they're going after seniors. They're going after people who are presumably more vulnerable. So I'm glad you were there. I'm glad you kind of caught them in the act, and I'm glad you were sort of standing at ready alert in case they went into the second woman's home. That would have been quite frightening. I'm really glad you called to tell us about it because this is a new one on me. Yeah. I want to have a neighbor like that who's really... (laughs) Neighbors, I think that's absolutely wonderful. I wonder if they were going to charge an astronomical fee, if they really would have washed the car. It's kind of curious, isn't it? Well, what little research I was able to get out of this was when I went on the internet and looked up this type of scam, basically... They get a customer, quote-unquote victim, They say, okay, will you give us this amount of money and we'll detail your car, we'll wash your car. And they just take the money and drive away in the van. That was in a Santa Barbara County police report. Did they have any equipment that you could see in their car that looked like car washing apparatus? Uh, Funny you mentioned that. Uh, that was the second thing I looked for, and uh, there was nothing. No, there was nothing in the van uh, except. Um, well, I saw a lot of beer cans. I saw a lot of um, nothing. So okay. yeah, there, there, yeah, that was something I I should have mentioned. But there was it was like it was so quick. Everything just happened in the blink of an eye. Right. And um, yeah, so. And maybe they would have robbed from the car if they would have had access to it, even if they didn't wash it. Who knows? They sound pretty shady. Yeah, that was kind of like a footnote in a police report um, that, uh, you know, if they they feel comfortable enough to stick around and after they take the money and they know they're not going to wash the car, then, of course, they have access to the car. And in worst case scenarios, then, then they take the car. (laughs) <laughs> so wow. that's, yeah, that's like a, that's like way down the line. That's, you know, but they, they feel what they can get away with within, within the situation. And because I was there is probably what sh- shut them down. Mm, you know? Yeah. 
they might have gone from door to door, you know, had you not been there. Well, that's the idea I got, that they were going to get like four or five victims. So that would be like a four or $500 haul. And so, but the fact that I just happened to be there and uh, I was asking them questions and I was following them around, well, that probably, they just probably looked at each other and went, oh, we picked the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> Vicki, how would someone get access to people's age in a certain neighborhood? How would they cross-reference to know each person that's living there along with their age? Do you have any idea about that? You know, I really don't know, Patty, but I know that there's all kinds of lists available online, and I know that crooks share lists with each other. So how they get this information is a mystery to me, but I do know that almost anything you want is available online, probably including a list of tenants that live in a certain housing complex. But that they target probably the older, older people is just really awful, you know, with it is. cars by their age. That's just terrible. So, Christopher, yeah. you get the Neighbor Award. That's for sure, the Good Neighbor Award. And I think you really stopped something bad. From Yay. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Thank you, Christopher. And thank, thank you, you so much for calling me and being willing to come on our show and share this with our audience because um, this could help prevent this from happening to anybody else. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank okay. You. Thanks, folks. Okay. okay bye-bye. Bye. Now, Patty, mm-hmm. I did promise our listeners that with every episode, I would actually try and find some good news oh, yes. to share. <laughs> and so today I actually have some good news, and I'm going to read this. This is an announcement that I got from the Department of Justice. It says, Attorney General William P. Barr announced today the establishment of the Transnational Elder Fraud Strike Force, which he describes as a joint law enforcement effort bringing together Department of Justice, U.S. Attorney's Offices, the FBI, U.S. Postal Inspection Service, and other organizations. And the purpose of the strike force, they're going to focus on investigating and prosecuting individuals and entities associated with foreign-based fraud schemes that affect American seniors. And these include telemarketing, mass mailing, and tech support fraud schemes. So our federal government is getting on top of this. Let's hope that they're effective in stopping some of these scams and finding and prosecuting some of these criminals. And thank you, Vicki, for sharing some good news. Sometimes it can seem all negative, but you know, just having a good Samaritan neighbor like Christopher earlier and this good news, I'm in a very good mood. It was all good today. Yes, it was. So, Vicki, if people are worried that they may have been taken advantage of, that they're being scammed, or that someone they care about is being scammed, how can they get a hold of you? Patty, my number is area code 805-568-2442. Let me repeat that. 805 568 2442, and I welcome calls. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Patty. Until next time. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye.